know the vibes. <laughs> Yo. You know <laughs> the vibes. What we tell you. I said season seven, maybe. All right, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Game one of the NBA Finals is in the books. You're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22. BJ Armstrong's live and direct. We were just on TV. As you can see, the drip, the drippy drip drip. Yes, sir. He's here, suited and booted, looking fly. BJ Armstrong said to me that he's never seen anything like that before. Unbelievable. It, it was an amazing game, Owen. You know, I feel like today you should talk, you should do all the talking. This is this is the Mo Munsey show. <laughs> the Hoop Genius. You know the vibes. Well, tonight we saw the vibes. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal game. And it was just very impressive. You know, I was, you know, we were down in the media. And I was just talking to some NBA people, and they said the same thing I said to you earlier. This is one of the most amazing games I've seen, in particular with the finals. Steph Curry comes out, has a huge first quarter, really looked like he took control of the game, like the Golden State Warriors took control of it. But lo and behold, the Seas, mm-hmm. a 40-point fourth quarter. Uncle Al. Amazing defense and the role players, okay? Normally, you don't see that type of – you know, a performance by the role players, Al Horford, Derek White, those guys, they played incredible and what a great game. And, you know, I just want to really point out Coach Doka, what a game. Mm-hmm. What, what, I mean, the, the, the moves he was making, I mean, he was just, it was simply perfection tonight, what he was able to do. One of the, you know, best coached games I've seen in a long time on both sides and give the Celtics credit for, you know, they shot exceptionally well, 40 points against a Warriors team. That's an amazing, amazing uh, accomplishment. Handed the Golden State Warriors their first home loss of the playoffs this year. How about that? Now, I don't think anyone, even even ourselves, had this happening. I didn't, have a 40 Tatum, point, I didn't have a 40 like, point like, fourth quarter. Let's put it into context, right? Jason Tatum has possibly his worst game of the playoffs in terms of scoring the basketball. He did a great job making plays. But he's going to score a lot more points than he did tonight over the rest of it. Unless unless something crazy happens, I see him scoring a lot more points than tonight. But Steph Curry, starting six from seven from downtown. How about that? Balling out of control. Now, Steph, you owe it to Steph to win that game. If he's going to shoot the ball like that, he's done his part. So... Ladies and gentlemen, all I'm saying is the Celtics better not win this series. <laughs> you, well, if they win this series, you're coloring your hair green. That's hey, it. Hey, yeah. hey. Uh, that's hey. all I want to see. If they win this series, you might never see me again. <laughs> I might just be running around Boston like a damn leprechaun. Well, we got to do the life. podcast. I got, you got to show up at least hey, for that. Oh, man. Like, I, but, but here's the thing. That's not going to happen again. The Celtics were making shots in the fourth at an absurd rate. Derek White was making hand-in-his-face contested shots like never before. And this is the same guy who two games ago was turning down wide-open threes to drive the basketball because he didn't want to shoot. Now he's hitting contested threes in the NBA Finals. Shout-out to Derek White. Shout-out to Al Horford. But Al Horford was getting open looks. Peyton Pritchard was getting open looks. Marcus Smart was getting open looks. So I don't really know what the Warriors' game plan was there. Like, okay, if your plan is to shut down Tatum, you've done it. But he had 13 assists. And remember, I said, I said to you yesterday, I'm going to need 9 or 10 assists every game from Jason Tatum. He did his part. 
Jalen Brown brought them back into the game at the start of the fourth because they were down big. The Warriors had a great third quarter. Jalen Brown brought them back into the game by being aggressive and making shots. The role players steadied the ship by making those threes, but they got not lucky. They played an excellent game, but they're not going to make shots like that every game for the remaining three that I need to win. You would think they're not. I, I didn't think the game was going to play out the way it played. You know, it was it was obvious to me what the Warriors were doing on defense. They were going to live with the three-point shooting. What they did want is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and these guys to start driving the basket and attacking the room. They were swarming the paint. Yes. Every time they were in there, there and, was bodies. And I, I didn't notice it till like, in the second quarter because – you know, it's not natural to every time you drive, you just throw the ball up. But it was a reason that Coach Idoka stuck with the Time Lord because he wanted to make sure that when the Warriors did get into rotation, he knows that they don't have anyone that can play vertical basketball. He threw a few lobs down. That yes. Kind of, it, it, when it, the Warriors make him runs, it kind of killed the momentum a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's just like, you know, you, you could tell, like, you know, it's like it kind of like, you know, whatever you take away, we can counter it. And that's the way I looked at the whole game. So I was like, OK, now when they started making those threes, the Warriors had to start running them off the three. And then you could see in the fourth quarter, it was like the floodgates. They were driving the ball. They were hitting runners. Al was hitting mid-range. Al was hitting Yo, three. Yeah, step back, leaning back three. Yeah, like I mean, a, you could just tell. Yeah, you could just <laughs> tell that that was the Warriors' plan. Now, the Warriors also, they showed a lot of different defense. They did a zone and one, a box yeah, and one. one. They went to a zone. They threw they some went zone to, them. They, you know, man to man. And you could kind of tell that they were very concerned or they're very concerned about the ability for the the Celtics to attack the basket. You know, on Sunday, you know, they, they gotta have to they're gonna have to choose it. They're gonna have to choose something here. Now the Celtics did not play particularly well. That's why I'm concerned about this game. Normally, okay, they you win. shot the ball well, but they didn't play well. They did not play well. They did not, you know, it's not like they were executing at a high level. It's not like they didn't play they played mistake free basketball. They didn't do any of that. Their defense allowed them to just hang around. And when they shot the ball well, I would venture to say the Golden State Warriors were frustrated because the Golden State Warriors came out blazing. Yep. It seemed like the Golden State Warriors were up 15 to 20, but it was always four. The Celtics hung around. Six. They would cut it back to two. They took the lead at halftime. Yep. And then. Well, so what's interesting is they had a weird strategy to start the game. They were, they were not guarding Steph Curry as if he was Steph Curry. They were guarding Steph Curry as if he was any guy. Well, they you know, were, I think they were just... They were playing drop coverage in the pick and roll, which you know yeah. Steph's going to score three. So if you're going to drop, Steph's going to score three. That's when the big man hangs back and you know gives him a little bit of space. So first of all, I don't think it's a winning strategy to play drop against Steph Curry. But with him scoring three, six three-pointers, the Celtics somehow was still in the game. Then when the second quarter came, they started switching everything and then they took the lead. So it's interesting to me, like, how they started that. Like, what the game plan was, okay, we're just going to let Steph Curry try and beat us single-handedly and not let the other guys get involved. And then in the third quarter, guys, Otto Porter Jr., Clay Thompson, Kevon Looney, 
they started making plays and that's when they really made their run. They made the Celtics turn the ball over five or six times in the third. And we know how important the turnovers have been for the Celtics. And then I think credits Coach Adoka at the end of that third quarter saying to his guys, look, stop turning the ball over and stop fouling them because the Warriors went 10 from 10 from the line in the third. Right. And that's how they got. So it's, 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 it's a simple game, right? You do the little things correctly. We can talk about the excellent, like the zone and one. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. But the Boston Celtics, the common theme throughout the playoffs this year has been, if you don't turn the ball over, you tend to win the game or win that stretch of play. And in the fourth quarter, they didn't turn the ball over and they put up 40 points. Well, I mean, that that 40 point, that's going to go down in, in the books as one of the great, Biggest, it's got to be one of the biggest great. fourth quarter differential in NBA Finals history. Yes, I'm saying it had to be because twenty four you know, point difference. I told you immediately after the game or during the game, I was like, I've never seen really a game like this in the mm. NBA Finals, especially that fourth quarter. I was simply in shock because the Warriors, you know, I mean that's a veteran team over there. I mean, this is a you know they they've won championships, and you have to give them credit because the Warriors they've been there, done that. But tonight, wow. You you said something interesting at the end of the game about the body language of the Warriors. What did yeah, you see? Didn't didn't like the body language of the Warriors. I didn't like how you know you know, you, you there's no consolation prize in how you when you lose. Okay. No. But I didn't like the body language of the of the Warriors. They looked defeated to me. Okay. I didn't like how they finished the game. And and and, and the I other just thing you said, I can't remember. And the other thing you said was we looked at so, so we're in the arena. We're looking at the Celtics bench. Oh, now yeah, they're all on their feet. Right. Yes, yes, but they yeah, weren't yeah, celebrating. Yeah. Right. But yeah. the Warriors were all sat down on their own. No yes. one's talking, looking. The Boston. Right. I didn't. I always, I don't know why I noticed that. Well, I do know why. Because I always look to see, you know, is that is you know you play in a series. You know, one game is not going to win a series. You got to win four games. And the Celtics, I mean, they literally stole this game. They had no, they had no business, Mo. As you and I were talking during the game, I said they have no business being in this game, let alone winning, winning this <laughs> game. Okay. And after the game, they were just like business as usual. They weren't like celebrating. They weren't like high fiving. Hey, we expected to win. We won the game but we know we can play a lot better. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, that was like, Mm -hmm. you know, the coach wasn't like smiling. You know, we saw him after the game. They were like. They were were serious. They were game face. They were game face. So I'm just really shocked. And I didn't like how the Warriors lost. Like, play it through. Play it all the way through. Through the bench at the end. Yeah, just play. Yeah, play it through. I mean, as well, like. You're in the NBA Finals, right? It's a seven-game series. You've only got a certain amount of time to kind of experiment with different things. Right. Try something and see what you can get. Instead of just throwing in the towel, I know it's only for like two minutes at the end, right? But it's like, for me, maybe you run one play, which tells you something. Or maybe you you make one adjustment that tells you something rather than just throwing in the towel at the end. And I can see the other side of things. You don't want a guy to get injured, injury and a loss or whatever it is, but... I agree, Mo. It, it was, I just didn't like the body language, but maybe I'm reading too much into it. I'm just going to give the Celtics credit. You know, it was. I thought overall it was a very entertaining game. 
Um, you were obviously excited. You know, I know you're trying to be biased here, but you were really excited during the game. I mean, I'm a professional, BJ. I'm unbiased. <laughs> you know, like like Sky Sports like to tell everyone about how I'm a big Celtics fan. I, I try and be impartial. Right. You know, I'm I, I'm impartial when I do the shows. But here, this is my show. This is BJ's show. This is our show. So what are we saying? I said Celtics in seven. Now I'm going to say Celtics in six. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you what, Mo. I, BJ wants to say Celtics in four, but that's that's well, too much of a hot take. It's too for much, him to but say. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you, when you see it, you know what I mean. It, it, yep. it, it, it When you see something, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you, highly unlikely, but the Celtics <laughs> really look like the better team. They have the bigger athletes, and they have counters, and they were experimenting during the course of the game. And I don't know if you could see it on television. But one of the experiments that I think that they know they can go to in a, if it ever got to a, you know, a desperation time is to putting Marcus Smart on Draymond Green. Yes. And the reason that's so important is because when they did this in the second quarter, Steph Curry did not score. Yeah. Well, we talked about this yesterday, but it was about putting Jason Tatum on him so that they could switch. But they did it the other way around. And it really disrupted the flow of the Warriors. Because so many Warrior baskets come from Draymond sets a screen for Steph Curry and it looks like a screen roll. And then he kind of pivots around. He kind of pivots around and sets a, he re-screens. He, re- like, but like he just turns yeah. his body. So the, he hits him, the, he, the defender hits his body and then he just turns around to the other side and Steph crosses him and he's wide open. But now the Celtics just decided to, we're going to switch everything. They switched one through five for stretches. Right. And they said, you know what? We're going to live with it if there's possessions where you're going to shoot over Rob Williams or you're going to shoot mm-hmm. over Al Horford. We'll take our chances. You shooting over a seven foot. But the, but the thing that was critical was Marcus Smart attacked Draymond Green's dribble. Yeah. So he couldn't just pass freely out there. Yep. And Draymond had a couple turnovers because of it. And Marcus Smart was very aggressive. Like we saw Draymond doing. I was just about to, to say, Al yeah, yeah. So Draymond started with Al, and then the Celtics said, "Okay, we can do that too." And they did that right back to Draymond. And that's what I'm saying. So, you know, look, I know these are little things, and you probably can't see them on television, but they're big things because Coach Idoka is prepared. His his staff, and him in particular, they're prepared for whatever counter the Warriors do, and I think and- that frustrated the Warriors. I, I, I want to say another thing as well. We're talking about, you know, yesterday we were talking about they're only going to go seven deep in their rotation. Daniel Tice was getting good minutes, like yes. good minutes. Peyton Pritchard played some great minutes. He played, he played some amazing. defense, came up with some steals Man. and deflect. He played. He was a star in his role tonight. Yep. He was a star in his role. Tice came in and gave him good minutes there in the first half. Big time. I, I You know, I mean, they they are prepared. I mean, they they have are options prepared too, yeah. and it, because they can go when the Warriors want to go small. The Celtics can go with a one right. big lineup. Yes, because there were a few times where they had two bigs on the floor and the Warriors went small, and whoever Al Horford was guarding would just come off, curl off a screen. You're right, and, and it was usually Clay Thompson hit hit a three. So, but the Celtics had the versatility. They went for a lineup whereas Rob Williams and four small players. I think it was Tatum and Grant White, Williams as well. Martin, oh yeah, Grant Williams as well. He um he didn't have a huge game in this one, but, but I like the matchup. He's like kind of like a Draymond. He's like kind of like a younger Draymond yeah, he, in in terms of the body type and the style. 
of how yeah. he's going to play. Right. But he can shoot the three a lot better. Defensively, he's obviously not Draymond Green mm-hmm. levels. But if you see what I'm saying for that kind of matchup. I, I do. I just like the matchups. I, I love what they – and I'm telling you, well, they have options that they can go to. Now, I, 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 I don't – it's hard to sweep a team. It's hard. But I'm telling you right now, Mo, th- this team did not play particularly well, the Boston Celtics, and they scored 120 points. And Jason Tatum wasn't half of what we know Jason Tatum was capable of doing. He's going to have a moment. And I- I'm just telling you, Mo, I- I'm not feeling good about this from the Warriors, you know, and and – but we'll see. They have bigger athletes, you know, Jordan Poole and Steph Curry. I don't think they are big enough to match up with them. I'm you. I just don't think they're big enough to match up with them. You know, Wiggins kind of got it going a little bit from three. Otto Porter Jr. had some a, yeah, a couple Otto shots. Porter, and- but I don't think you can have – I don't think Otto Porter can play the four against this team. I just – no. Hit, no, because they can put Al Horford at the four. And you he can can't have Otto them. Porter and Andre Iguodala out there on the court. And here's the other thing. We were talking about this on the way back. When you've got Iguodala and Draymond out there at the same time, now Iggy hit a three. That right. was a huge, but you know. You, but you can't, you can't play. But I'm not, I'm not worried if I'm the Boston Celtics about Andre Iguodala beating yeah. me from three or Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. So now you're playing with two guys who the right. defense aren't going to respect as three-point shooters. Right. So that means the spacing for the other three guys – you got five guys defending three, and, pretty and, much. And Rob Williams is standing back there blocking shots. I mean, so I'm saying they, I mean, Marcus Smart made some incredible defensive plays, but the second effort, I mean, they give multiple efforts. Okay, they give multiple efforts on every defensive possession. It really is incredible to watch. I'm telling you, as fun as it is to watch on television, man. It is like simply, I mean, these guys have so much energy on the defensive end. Man. I don't know what he's, I don't know how he has these guys playing this hard on the defensive end. And they're willing defenders, too. It's not like, you know, it's not like he's up screaming or whatever. It's like. No, that's just the DNA of the team now. That's just, that's what they, they do. They pride themselves on it. And they play through mistakes. <laughs> I mean, you know, you and I are screaming up there or you're screaming up there about Jalen Brown or something turns it over. And they just go right back and they just keep hey, playing. Man. They're resilient. Yeah, they're oh, resilient. man. Resilient. It's, 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 it, I got to give them credit. It's like they're a, you, you cannot not root for them. I mean, you have to like there we you go, have to guys. admire them because you're like, man, this team, they just play. We, they, we they, got they BJ room for the Celtics. Yeah, no, they just you turn it over and they keep playing. And they miss a shot and they keep playing. They get down 15 and they keep playing. And it doesn't matter. And they get up eight. And then... PJ, I'm going to tell you one thing. They just keep playing. I'm going to tell you one thing. Yes. The Boston Celtics, they're coming. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not coming. They're here. <laughs> the, the, the Celtics are here. They're for real. The masseuse. Hey. Al Horford. Hey. He applied all the. I mean, what did he? What was his numbers tonight? You're gonna change his name. Yeah, he, he's he, he's a chiropractor. He's now. chiropractor. He's, he's shattering spines. He is. He is applying pressure. Whatever it is, you want to do it. Al Horford is in a zone. You just got to leave that man alone. Like big time. You just leave. Hey, hey, Al Horford is playing as well as you can possibly play. 
I mean, in today's game, I mean, he's just a big. I don't even know what position he is anymore. But he, he's shooting over 40% from the three. He shot 30-something percent he's in the regular season. From the three. He's just turned it he up He runs the fast level. break. He moves Remember the that, ball. There's a possession where he's going like young. Yeah, it's like coast to coast. We thought he was going to turn the ball over. Instead, he, he comes up with an assist. So he has an assist. He makes the extra play. And you know the thing that's amazing about him is he's doing this with no plays called for him. And, and what, he turns like 36 tomorrow? That's what I'm saying. He He's playing and scoring 20 points in the NBA Finals with no plays. All the plays go to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and those guys. And he's the, you know, fourth, fifth option maybe. Him and Rob Will, they just eat off scraps. And Okay, you're going to double-team Jason Tatum. Okay, Al Horford's open. Bang. Okay, you're going to show hard on a screen roll. Okay, lob. Bang. So here's the thing. How good was that midseason trade for Derek White? Well, it's certainly looking like executive of the year type move. I mean, everything Bradley. is just going right for them, right? Everything is going right. Yeah, like I said, they have three more wins to get. But You know, you know what it means when everything goes right, though, BJ. The only thing that can happen is something goes wrong. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> can't but go right. A lot forever. of times, Mo, when when that when that when that when that ball is rolling down the hill and momentum gets going, when big mo when big momentum hits your locker room, yeah, you, you big, hey, when, and they call it, you know, like yeah. hey, big mo. You know who big mo is? <laughs> There's only one big mo. You know the vibes. Yeah, big mo. Hey, momentum is in and, and mo. They're not playing well. This is what I'm saying. Well, it'd be different if you're like, oh, my God, they were just unbelievable. No. They, no, they are not like, playing well. They started the game. So you were next to me. Yeah, yeah. They were just. I was going, guys, I was going through it at the start of the game. I was stressed. Right. I was, the offense was horrible. Okay. But they got the ball moved. That fourth quarter, they had 12 assists. That was the biggest part for me. 12 assists in the fourth and, they, and they, one turnover. That's the that if they can play like that, then yeah, it's a wrap. But the Warriors are going to come back swinging. We're going to preview game two, right? You know, we're not going to do that right now. We're not going to do that right now, or are we? I don't know. Are we doing episodes over the weekend? Well, absolutely. We're, so we we'll get to. into it over we the weekend. To. So you guys got to stay tuned. So you guys got to stay tuned for that because we don't going to give you all the secret sauce right now. That was a recap of game one. The other news that broke today: Portland Trailblazers. Right, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, has put in a bid apparently to buy the team for over two billion dollars. Two billion. <sighs> wow. Well, I've given him enough money, so I feel like I deserve a one <laughs> percent share. You know what I'm saying, Phil? The amount of Air Jordans and Air Maxes I bought from you, I think I deserve a little one percent stake. Yes, in the team, you do. You know yeah, I mean? you do. Yeah, you do. You know what I mean? But what do you make of that? Incredible business opportunity for the league. Incredible. I mean, just to think about, you know, I remember when I first came in the league and I remember these teams were selling for like $10 million. That's crazy. And now this. Now that's like a bench player salary for Yeah, and now to think these teams will start going for $2 billion. I mean, the Clippers already did. Yeah. But they're in LA, so it makes sense. Yeah, this so is the, Portland. So the evaluation of these teams, you're just going. Wow. And then where's this going? Like, when is it going to stop? You know, and they just seem to get bigger and bigger. You're talking about in Portland. You're not even talking about L.A. 
or New York. Like, like if or, someone wanted to buy the Lakers or the Knicks, I don't think anyone's got enough money to buy them. No, it, it, there's, a, there's, I'm sure there is, there, there's someone out there. The, but they wouldn't be interested in it. Oh, it, for sure. Does it yield the same return that that, that it would? For, it, I, well, it, two, listen, listen to what we're saying. Yeah. How are you going to generate $2 billion dollars? Exactly. In Portland, Oregon. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if, if you got, if you put it in two billion, like, I don't know. But so the big thing is, Portland. For those guys at home who don't know, is the headquarters of Nike right. is in Portland. That's where their campus is in Oregon. So Phil Knight, obviously, it's a natural fit to buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it means he wouldn't be moving the team; it'd be staying in Portland. You would think. Um, so then we, we were talking about it on TV. Some angry Damian Lillard fans were tweeting me, or some angry Trailblazer fans. I said, if they buy the team, Dave's gone. <laughs> How are you going to have Nike on a team or the founder of Nike on a team oh. and a franchise player as an Adidas player? That ain't happening. Dave's gone. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say he's gone. I'll, I'll say he won't be the face of the franchise. Why not? Because he, he's an Adidas athlete. There ain't oh, no, he, no way. Well, it's it's like you okay. doing TV with Celtics. You know, you... No, it's you like, okay, okay, how about this? The, the Golden State Warriors versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, when they were in the NBA Finals, right? Right. And the Golden State Warriors were, were beating the Cleveland Cavaliers quite convincingly, right? Right. There were no Nike athletes on the Golden State Warriors. Well, there was, Draymond Green, but ain't no, no one's buying a Draymond Green sneaker. No one's looking at Draymond's feet, right? right? All the Nike players were on the Cavs. Now, everyone thinks KD joined the Warriors because, oh, he wanted to join the team that was winning. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. In this world, your boss is whoever pays you the most money. And these sneaker deals, they pay more money than the NBA deals nowadays. So are you telling me as a business? Now, this is not confirmed. This is just what I think, okay? Mm. This is not official news. This is just my opinion. Now, if I'm Nike and I'm watching the NBA Finals and my two Nike mm. athletes, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving, are on the Cavaliers getting washed, and they're losing to a kid wearing Under Armour, Clay Thompson wearing Anta. I'm looking at it like, no, wait, we this ain't a good look for the brand. I need to take a Nike athlete and put it on the winning team. Next thing you know, KD, who has a signature line with Nike, is on the Golden State Warriors. They win the championships. He releases new sneakers with championship colorways, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The sneaker business, they pay the players more than the team pay the players per year, if you're a top player. That is, yeah, if you're only, LeBron or KD. So many of those guys. If but if you're LeBron or KD or any of those guys. So that's why I'm saying the sneaker thing is not just a gimmick, it's real talk. That plays a big impact in in the decisions that are made in some of these markets. Well, I, I think the, the fantasy that these guys are making that much money, I think it's grossly overrated. I think, I, 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 and I think, I know it is. Like they say these guys are making it. No, they're not. And there's no way because, you know, first of all, to make a shoe like that, there's a reason that Jordan are still the number one selling sneakers. Because I endorse them. Because Mo endorses them. Oh, oh, you guys didn't even, I didn't even tell the podcast. (laughs) If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would have seen. You're looking at the UK's Air Jordan ambassador, (laughs) live in the flesh, signed the deal and announced the deal this week. So (laughs) (laughs) so you can see the the Fragment 3s on my feet. BJ don't even know about Fragment 3s. I don't don't know anything. The people at the arena. It's really funny. I had a great great interview today. I sat down with Tyrese Maxey from the Philadelphia. The first thing that happened, I walked in. 
Didn't say a word. The first thing he said to me, he goes, yo, I like your shoes, bruh. Tyrese Max, he recognizes the drip, man. He always comes hard with the drip. So I just wanted to share that with our listeners here. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Appreciate it. I, I think I mean, that sums it up. There's a reason that the Jordans are the number one selling shoe because of the performance. I think many of these players want and they're dreaming about that, but no one, no one has outsold him as far as the shoes and the performance of the shoes. And I don't think there will be, you know, and look, there's been a few that have had like years, you know, like for instance, Derrick Rose had a, had a, he had he, a he, streets were going crazy for those D Rose. He, he had a stretch in there, a four or five year stretch. Okay. You know, I think, you know, the late Kobe Bryant had a stretch in there. Um, I also think that the, the style of play, like, so Michael Jordan, it was air. He's floating in the air. Everyone wants to play like that. LeBron James, for example, is powerful. Not everyone yeah, can be powerful know, LeBron, like, yeah, but, like LeBron uh, James. Yeah, you know? yeah. So when you're buying a shoe, right, the LeBron sneakers, they're, they're nice, right? I, I've worn LeBrons a lot of times, right. but they're heavy. Right. So I'm a heavy guy, so it works for me. Right. But you're a point guard. I don't think you're not going to wear you LeBrons. You don't see the kids... You're going to wear the Jordan 36 that just came Jordans. out in a brand new infrared color. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think, I think it's, you know, selling sneakers is, is, it's interesting. And there's a reason. I mean, Jordan's been retired now how long? Like 20 some years. There's a reason. Well, these, because, these can't drop in the 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a reason that, you know, and, and I get it. So I, I just think it's more like everyone has this fantasy about, you know, a signature shoe. But when you have a, a sneaker, that's a different game. A signature shoe is just your signature on it. You know, I don't want to give away all the secrets, but, you know, I, I, there's a reason that, you know, that these shoe companies invest in these players. Mm-hmm. It's a reason that Jordans keep still the number one selling shoe. It is a reason that the build quality of that shoe is a little different than some of their other models. This is a fantastically built shoe. Yeah. I would highly recommend Air Jordans. Absolutely. Well, you have um, to. You know, everyone always asks me what shoes to get. I always say Jordans, but it's hard to get the it's hard to get the exclusive joints nowadays. But I know you would think you would think that That's he, what makes them even more think valuable. That Jordans or somebody over there would send me a pair of sneakers. You would think. Oh uh, no, BJ, you want to see these these joints right here, you can't you can't get them. You you can't get these. Oh, I, yeah. You know, I can make a call or two. Okay. 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 I'm saying you can't get these at the shops. You can't get these in the store. Right. You know, a good friend gave me these, gave me these as a gift. Okay. Because you can't get them. in The, the reselling price on these, I'm trying to find it. The reselling price on these joints, crazy. Crazy. I'm not, I don't know about all of that. I don't know about all of that. But what I will say is that's the reason why. If I'm Nike and I own a team, I ain't having an Adidas athlete as my team. I ain't letting that run. You know what? Here's the thing. You know, the, 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 if, trust me when I say this, Nike could get any athlete that they want. Yes. And if it was that important to their business, they'll just take Dame off Adidas. There you go. So that's how this business works. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be funny. Money talks. Money talks. And like I said, there are only a few players 
in any generation that actually move product. And it really, it, 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 that's just how the business works. Like players can be signed and wear the shoes, but there are only a few that actually yep. move product. And Air Jordan is timeless. And right now yeah. you're seeing the Giannis sneakers. I need a new John Morant sneaker to drop. But right. what else I need? I need everyone who's watching and listening to subscribe to the show. Leave a review, leave a rating, because we're going to be back tomorrow. We'll be back. We're going to be talking more For basketball. Another one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> we're going to be previewing game two. Maybe we'll save that for Saturday. I, I, I've lost track of the days, BJ. Someone asked me in the elevator today. Doesn't matter. We're, someone we're in, the ele- someone in the elevator today, right? They asked me, when did you get into town? Doesn't matter. I said, bro, I got into town three days before game one. I don't know him, what the days of the week him, are. I'm not coming. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Anyway, Boston Celtics, three wins away. That sounds crazy to say, right? Three wins away from an NBA championship. Let's hope they're focused for game number two. Game number two. That's all we're focusing on here. Yes, sir. And until next time, my peoples, get buckets.